Welcome to the Moms of Tweens and Teens podcast. If some days you doubt yourself and you don't know what you're doing, if you've ugly cried alone in your bedroom because you felt like you're failing, well, I just want you to know you're not alone and you have come to the right place. Raising tweens and teens in today's world is not easy. And I'm on a mission to equip you to love well and to raise emotionally healthy, happy tweens and teens that thrive. I believe that moms are heroes and we have the power to transform our family and to impact future generations. If you are looking for answers, encouragement, and to become more of the mom and the woman that you want to be, welcome. I'm Cheryl Gould, and I am so glad that you're here. Hi, friend. Welcome to the show today. I'm so happy that you are here. And I don't say it enough, but it is an honor to me that you're actually listening right now. And I love connecting with you in this way. And my kids always tell me I'm corny, but I don't think we hear that enough. And it is an honor to be able to have this podcast and to hear from you and to connect with you out there. What a miracle, right? Just amazing. Today, you're going to be really happy you joined me because this is a fascinating podcast interview. My special guest is Megan Rempel, and she is a mom of four. She's a registered nurse, and she talks with us today how to tap into our energies of our monthly cycle through food, movement, and habits. And I had never heard of cycle syncing before. I always thought it was like if you have a daughter and all of a sudden you're getting your period at the same time, or when I was in college and I was living with a roommate and we all started getting our periods at the same time. And that's not what it is. It is super cool when you understand this and it makes so much sense to me. I'm just going to let Megan explain it to you, but just very quickly, cycle syncing. We have four phases to our cycle. And when we understand what's happening in our bodies, our hormones and what our bodies need, and she talks about exercise and food and understanding what hormones are doing in your body, we can actually have more energy, we can have more compassion, we can take better care of ourselves, and therefore it's going to impact how we feel, our life, our relationships. It makes a huge difference. So you're going to be fascinated to hear what Megan has to share. I know it. So let's jump in. Well, Megan, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Oh, thank you, Cheryl, for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation. This is so interesting. This topic, we're going to be talking about cycle syncing. And when your people reached out to me about interviewing you, I didn't even hesitate. I was like, this is fascinating. I've never heard about this before, and I'm having her on. So I can't wait for you to talk about this. I think so many women 
have not heard about this, if they're like me or most women. And I should say, but I would love for you to start, just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got involved in being a cycle, a, a cycle, what do you call it? A cycle sinking guru. Like, how did you get involved in this? But tell us a little bit about your backstory too. Okay. Yes. I think that, you know, everyone always has a story as to why they do the work that they do. Um, and I'm definitely no different with that. So I am a mom of four. I'm a wife. I'm also a registered nurse and I've been an online health and wellness coach for about seven years now. And, you know, I was, I was a lot like most women. I, was doing all the things. I was constantly go, go, go. I wore busy like it was a badge of honor. And I felt exhausted and irritable and burnt out. And I actually thought that I must be doing something right. Because isn't that how we're supposed to feel when we're a mom? Doesn't that mean we're a good mom if we're burnt out and overwhelmed and we're constantly snapping at the kids. Like I just assumed like, Oh yeah, this is what it's supposed to be. This is, this is normal. I must be on the right track because that's what everybody else was doing. When I got together with other mom friends, it was, it was just sort of like conversations revolved around who was the most sleep deprived and who was the most burnt out and who was doing the most. And, and it was like this competition, it seemed. And I was the winner because I was the busiest. I made it that way. And I prided myself on it. And, you know, I was, I was doing all of the the self-care things. Like I was actually taking good care of myself in the process. I knew enough that I should be exercising most days and eating healthy and, I had a meditation practice and a journaling practice, but it was all coming from the place of like, check the box. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, did it. I meditated for 10 minutes. Check. I got in my workout. Check. And and then I would carry on with my day. So even though I was doing these self-care practices, they weren't actually benefiting me in that great of a way. Like I didn't feel more calm. I didn't feel more aligned. Like I really didn't feel any different if I did them or if I didn't do them because it was coming from this place of like, I just got to get this done because that's what we do as, as healthy women and healthy moms. Right. And I, I got to this point where I don't want to say it was necessarily rock bottom, but maybe it was But I got to this point where I knew that the way I was operating wasn't sustainable. Like I knew at some point I was going to crash and burn because I was trying to, you know, work this side business as well and get that off the ground and kids stuff, like work stuff, everything. Right. But I would go to bed at the end of the day and my head would hit the pillow and I would mentally go through, okay, everything I did today, like, okay, I did that. I did that. Like, awesome, awesome, awesome. Look at me go. And then it was like a gut punch. And I realized I didn't even like connect with my children today. I, all I did was yell at them. I wasn't present with them. Like, I don't even know what's going on in their life. Like I just felt so disconnected from everything. And most importantly, what I realized is that I was just so disconnected from myself. I was not really feeling anything. Um, I wasn't present in anything I was doing and I wasn't listening to my body at all. 
And that sort of led me down a path of like, okay, something has to change. I don't really know what, but the pace that I'm going is not okay. And I was at the point where I was beating myself up a lot as well, because I was, you know, feeling really good high one moment. And then the next day, super low, questioning everything, really down on myself. And long story short, I discovered a book called Do Less by Kate Northrup. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Oh, yes. But yes, yeah, I have. It's such a great book. And as soon as I saw the cover of the book, it was like, oh, this is the answer. Like this, my aunt, the answer's in there. I'm going to change my life. And, and it really did start to change my life because in this book, I mean, I was attracted to it because it said do less and who doesn't want to be doing less, right? I, I knew I wanted to be doing less. And in that book, she talks a little bit about using your cycle as a roadmap to be living a more calm, productive, energetic life where you can actually be doing less, but having more. And that was my first sort of glimpse into this world called cycle syncing. And I became obsessed. I was like, why? Like, really? Are you kidding me? Like this, this thing that most women dread and sweep under the rug and don't even really pay that much attention to. That's my answer to be getting out of this hamster wheel that I seem to be on. And it was, it absolutely was. And it, it just changed everything about my life. Wow. I mean, you said so much there. I mean, how we're like on the hamster wheel and we, we wear our busy, exhausted as a badge of honor like that. If I'm exhausted, if I'm really busy, I must be doing a great job as a mom. I'm working out. It's like all this long list, like you said, of to do's. Mm-hmm. but we're not listening to ourselves mm-hmm. and we become so disconnected. And that really resonates with me and with this whole cycle sinking of how do we pay attention to what we really need and what our body is trying to tell us. And it just makes so much sense to me. So explain to the moms, what is cycle sinking? Yeah. So essentially cycle syncing is aligning your nutrition, your movement, your social calendar, parenting, your self-care, all the things in your life, aligning them to the different phases of our cycle. And then this way, you never feel like you're doing something that you're not meant to be doing. And when you start doing this, it's just, it's incredible how much easier your life can feel And how much more time you actually do have, because you'll start to take advantage of those high energy phases that we have. And then you can sort of nurture yourself and slow down during the lower energy phases of your cycle. It makes so much sense to me. And, and did you find like, I'm always a skeptic, you know, at heart, like, so I want you to tell about there's four phases but you really found it to feel true. Like these, it wasn't just like you were told this information, but as you were going through it and you start doing these things, it felt like, wow, this, it, it must've felt like, wow, this really makes sense. And I'm seeing the benefits. I love that you said you're, you're kind of a skeptic. Cause I, <laughs> I feel the same way too. Like 
Really? <laughs> and I mean, I didn't even know that we went through four phases as a woman. I thought there was just the time of the month that we bleed. And then there's a time of the month where we can get pregnant. And otherwise, I was like, what else is there to know? <laughs> <laughs> so explain, like, what does that look like, the four phases? And I guess like attaching, like what's normal? Because I know, you know, we can really have bad PMS. So I'm sure that that's one of the cycles. So what do you, what are the four and what do you notice about what's happening in our body? Yeah. So we have four, four phases, like I mentioned. And the really cool thing about the four phases is that they're very much the same as the four seasons of mother nature. So spring, summer, winter, or spring, summer, fall, and winter. And I think this makes it so easy to understand because like, you're probably already starting to think like, oh, I think I know what winter is. And I think I might know what summer is. And this is just the easiest way for us to understand it and to really embody it. So um, our spring phase, which is referred to as the follicular phase, and you can just refer to it as spring. I sometimes do. I call it like my <laughs> inner spring, but the follicular phase, it happens right when your bleed ends. So once your period is over, you are in your spring or your follicular phase. And this phase lasts anywhere from about seven to 10 days. And honestly, it's just like spring. You feel like you're kind of coming out of hibernation. Your energy levels are starting to climb. You're starting to feel, you know, a little bit more like your quote unquote normal self. But first of all, there's like four versions of us. There is no normal self. We are a different version in each of the four phases. But when you're in that spring phase, you're just starting to feel like, feel good again and energetic. And you feel almost like that little spring bunny out running in the yard and mix the flowers. Like it just feels new and exciting. You have like improved mood, your brain functioning is really good. And you just feel more like assertive, you're more willing to take some risks. And then you head into your summer phase, which is the ovulatory phase. So this is the phase where, you know, you, you could get pregnant. This is your most fertile phase. And this is when you feel like a rock star. You feel energetic. You feel attractive. You feel confident. Like you are ready to do all the things all day long. We have so much energy in this phase and we almost feel like, things come into our life very easily in this phase. You can probably think back to a time where you're like, everything was just working out for me. Everything seemed easy. Things were coming into my life easily and effortlessly. You were likely in your ovulatory phase because that's how it feels. Like you just feel like you are on top of the world and you can do so much. Like you can put in a 12 hour work day. You can go to a party that night and wake up at 5 a.m. the next day and bust out a hit workout. You're on track with your nutrition. Like everything just feels really, really easy. The important thing to realize about this phase though, is that it is not very long. It only lasts about three to five days. Yet most women are trying to live in that phase all month long. And our energy levels, our hormones do not support it. So no wonder so many of us are exhausted and irritable and so hard on ourselves. It's because we're not meant to go at that pace all month long. Wow. 
yeah, we feel like we're supposed to be operating like that. And we feel it one day. And then like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Like I better get out. I feel sometimes like I've got like this whip, you know, and like, I'm, I'm just like trying to crack it so I can, and especially as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to get myself back in that phase. And I'm like, why, why isn't that working? You know, today it worked yesterday. It just makes so much sense. And then we be, like you said, we beat ourselves up. Like what's wrong with me? I was so hard on myself before I discovered cycle syncing and cycle syncing was just this big permission slip that I needed in order to, well, slow down first of all, but in order to be kind to myself, because, you know, there was some weeks where like working out was easy and I loved it. And I was like pushing, pushing, pushing and eating healthy seemed so easy. And I didn't feel like I needed to eat sweets or to overeat. And I felt lean and and strong and excited about my business. And then that all would disappear. And I would say like, you know, you did it last week, Megan, you can do it this week. And instead of listening or even honoring where I was at in my cycle, I was like, nope, put your big girl pants on. Like, let's do this. I don't care how hard it feels or how tired or uncomfortable it is. Like, just do it. And that is so detrimental to us as women. And also for us as as moms with, with people watching us, right? With our little ones watching us. Like, do we really want them to think that we can't ever slow down and that we need to be at this pace and we have to be miserable and things have to be hard? Like, we don't want them to see that. We want them to see ease and flow and and, and highs and lows and all the beautiful things that come with our cycle. You know what I love about this? I was struck by when you were saying even little ones that the audience mostly has tweens and teens. Mm -hmm. and they're getting their period, you know, it's middle school girls. And I think about how we can even project that onto our, our girls where maybe they're really tired and they need to rest one day, but they're not doing what they need to be doing. And how can we even adapt to understanding them and where, where they're at in their cycle? It makes just so much sense to be more mindful Mm-hmm. And more connected to ourselves and help our daughters to do that. So, so okay. So those are we talk summer, uh, our spring, summer. What about fall? So this we fall off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the leaves are coming down. Oh. Exactly, exactly. So then we head into fall, or what is referred to as our luteal phase. And this is the longest phase of our cycle. It's about 10 to 14 days long, and it takes us right up until our bleed starts again. So this is sort of like the PMS phase that most women refer to. The luteal phase is often an unwanted phase. Um, Most people feel very uncomfortable in the luteal phase, Uh, you know, which is, which is really sad when you think about it, like once a month we suffer once a month, we, you know, kind of just like hate our life. And once a month we feel miserable. Like, do we really believe that we were created as women to suffer and for things to be hard? Or were we given this gift instead of, you know, the short end of the stick, like so many of us have believed for so many years 
but we were given this gift and we just haven't been using it the way that it was designed to be used. And that's the way I see it. We weren't, you know, we didn't, we were not a design flaw. We were given this incredible thing and we just have never known what to do with it. Oh gosh, that's so beautiful to think of it that way. Rather than it's just the dreaded PMS where we're just wrecks and we have no patience for our kids and we're depressed. And again, what's wrong with us? Yeah. Well, and it'll be good as we get into this a little more to talk about for me too, because I'm, I, I can't help but think, well, that's kind of unfair. Why is it designed that way? It's the longest phase, you know, yeah. but I'm sure there's a lot we can do and that there's a, pur- it's purposeful. It is. And some women don't believe me when I say this, but once you do begin to live in alignment with your cycle, the luteal phase just might become your most favorite phase. And it 100% is for me. I love the luteal phase. I love the foods that we should be eating to optimize our health in the luteal phase. I love the movement for, you know, working out. I, I just love the way I feel when I'm in the luteal phase. And I think we should start this by first saying that PMS is not normal. PMS has been normalized and it's very common, but it is not normal. We should not be experiencing uncomfortable cramping, um, really sore breasts, spotting, out of control cravings, really terrible mood swings. Those things are symptoms of not being in alignment with your cycle. It means that you are pushing, pushing, pushing where you shouldn't be, that you're, you're not eating the proper foods throughout your cycle, that you're maybe, um, you know, doing too hard of workouts in certain phases. It means that you're going too fast in certain phases. You're, you're not in alignment. And those are symptoms that are popping up, but we have just assumed I'm a woman, it's normal, nothing I can do about it. And in fact, there is so much that you can do about it. And some simple tweaks in your life can make such a huge difference. But, you know, I just really want women to realize that PMS is not normal. And we should still feel really good in the luteal phase, even though our energy levels are low, even though we might feel a bit more tired and we can still be productive. We're just going to be doing different things than we would be in the high energy phases, but you can still feel really good despite being in the luteal phase. Wow. So what do you like the most about being in this phase? Well, for me personally, just being kind of an introvert, I love going within. So When we're in our spring and summer phase, so the the follicular and ovulatory phase, so right after your bleed stops, this is sort of when we're in our masculine energy. And most of us feel comfortable when we're in our masculine energy because that's like the doing energy, the being productive, doing all the things, go, go, go. Like that feels normal to us, right? That's kind of like our default. We we love to just be busy, lots of to-do lists, check the boxes. And then when you get into the luteal phase and and the menstrual phase, so this, the fall and winter, that is when our feminine energy comes out and our hormones start to shift a bit. And this is uncomfortable for women because all of a sudden 
we're feeling things. Things feel more raw and real and our energy levels are lower. Our hormone levels are lower and we're sort of forced to slow down. We usually don't. We push through, which leads to PMS and feelings of not good enough and exhaustion and burnout and overwhelm. But when we do slow down and we honor where we're at in our cycle, it, it can feel heavy. Like it can feel like a lot, but there's so much beauty in that because for me, when I'm in my ovulatory phase, I almost feel like a bit of a squirrel because we have so many ideas coming to us, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like everything is so amazing. Everything's going so well. And I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do that. But then when we get to the luteal phase, it's like, ah, I can almost feel like I, I can take a bit of a backseat in my life and just be like, okay. And this is such a good time to sort of reflect and evaluate and just slow down. I find I can focus a lot more. I'm really productive in the luteal phase because I can focus just on specific tasks. I'm not as outwardly. So, you know, for in my business, I'm not necessarily doing the videos and the content creation and having calls, but I'm more so doing like backend stuff. And around the home, I, it's like a nesting phase. So at home I'm organizing and, you know, I'm having like some good conversations with my kids and I'm slowing down and I'm reading books and I'm learning things and doing some good cooking. And it's just, you're, you're slowing down and your brain has a chance to sort of evaluate what's happening in your life. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot can kind of come up in the luteal phase and, the reason why it can be uncomfortable in the luteal phase is because estrogen, when it's high in our spring and summer phase, so estrogen makes us feel really good. Estrogen like has this masking effect on us and makes us feel confident and um, attractive and excited. And then in the luteal phase, estrogen is like gone. It's so low that all of a sudden we're left with like the truth and our reality. And often things will come up like issues with our spouse or, you know, issues with our kids and feeling that disconnect, or, you know, maybe you'll start to question something in your business or your boss is really bothering you. And then we get into those high energy phases again. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, it's fine. It doesn't really bother me. Like no big deal. It's all good. And then we get back to the luteal phase and it's like, oh my gosh, I am like so ticked off right now. Honor that. Like that's a truth that's coming up. But what most women typically do in that phase is they say, don't mind me. I'm crazy. I'm hormonal. I'm PMSing. Like whatever I say, like, don't like take it with a grain of salt. Cause I'm crazy right now. You're not, you're actually feeling very truthful and honest and even though it might have a slight sharp edge to it, it's actually your true feelings that you're experiencing. So take, take note of that. Don't necessarily take action because sometimes taking action in that luteal phase can maybe be the wrong type of action because we might, you know, do something that we're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that or shouldn't have said that. But take note so that you can kind of revisit it. And I always like to revisit things when I'm in my menstrual phase. So when I'm in winter, 
because this is a great time. And I actually just talked about this on Instagram this morning, but when we're in our menstrual phase, our left and right hemisphere of our brain are communicating better than they ever communicate throughout the the rest of the month. So our analytical brain and like our, our feeling brain are like on par. And that is the best time for you to review things, analyze things, ask yourself those tough questions, like what's working well, what's not working well. And if you're living in alignment with all of the four phases, when you get to your menstrual phase, you're going to have more space. You're going to have more time. So you can take that time to sit and reflect and journal and just get clarity. And then your period ends and you go into spring again and you're like, all right, I'm ready. Like I'm reborn. Let's do this. And the cycle just keeps repeating itself and it's magical. Wow. I wonder if babies are conceived mostly during the spring and summer, you know, for sure. That's, that's when we're most fertile. Right. And because we're, we're like attractive, like our bodies want us to conceive every month, our, our bodies, whether you want to, or whether your partner can or not, you, your body is like, I want to have a baby this month. And that's why we do feel so good and confident and we're sexual and we feel connected to our partner in our ovulatory phase. And then we want to kill him when we're in our luteal phase. So it's all good. Boy, it all makes sense. Like how we judge ourselves so harshly when we're in the fall and the winter phase. And I just think that this makes so much sense. And it just sounds like, you know, the more the being, like in the fall and the winter, it's more like being, being present, doing nourishing things. Not that the other isn't nourishing in the summer and the spring, because it is, but it looks different. And I think if we can understand that about ourselves, we'll have so much more self-compassion. Yeah, for sure. Have you found that with yourself as you've discovered this, that you have just grown, you said you're kinder to yourself? Yeah, I would like, I mean, so many things have, have changed for the better because of me implementing cycle syncing. Like, you know, even just the PMS thing, like I thought PMS was normal. And while I wasn't suffering from like crazy PMS, I always had the worst spotting, which would be so annoying every single month to have this spotting of like, is it coming? Is it not coming? Oh, it's here. Oh, no, it's not. Like that was so annoying to me and the cramping and, and just the, the cravings out of control cravings. Like I would self-sabotage every time before my period, I would be on track eating well, taking care of my body. And then it just all all fell apart. Um, and then, you know, Oh, I'll start again. But that self-compassion that, that like permission slip that I talked about to just be, be okay with exactly where I'm at and feeling exactly what I'm feeling. I didn't realize how powerful that would be because when we're hard on ourselves, when we have that negative self-talk of like, you suck. You're a failure. See, you never are. You can never stick to anything. You always screw things up. Um, you're not meant to be doing this. When we start to talk to ourselves that way, that's then how I started showing up for my family. That's how I started um, to show up for my kids. And then all of a sudden I was this irritable mom 
who was yelling and who was just cranky and it felt, it didn't feel good at all. And now I love that my kids see me. My oldest is 12. Um, so she's getting to that point where she's going to start experiencing her monthly cycle. And I love that my kids now see me slowing down every month. They don't see me just being this burnt out, like overwhelmed, exhausted mom that they're probably thinking like, gee, that looks fun. Not, you know, now (laughs) they see like, oh, like, wow, mom takes care of herself and mom slows down and, and mom's like energetic at some points, but then other times she's just reading a book on the couch and that's okay. When I, I have two daughters and I can't wait to share this with them because I think it, you know, it'll be so helpful helpful to them as well to under it's like understanding yourself mm-hmm. and what you need. And I think it's such a gift that we don't grow up being taught as a rule of paying attention to what do I need. Mm-hmm. And this is just one more layer of like, oh, it makes sense that this is what I need and that my body is actually designed purposefully this way. And then I need each of these seasons to be going on in my body. So tell us like what foods should we be eating during each phase? What should we be doing? Um, Yeah. Just could you uh, touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely so much that I could share here. So I'll just try to keep it sort of as, as simple as possible. But again, it goes back to the seasons of mother nature. So when we're in our follicular and ovulatory phase, which is our spring and summer, think about eating seasonally. So spring and summer, it's all about like those fresh fruits and veggies, those vibrant foods, our body actually does best with cooling foods when we're in that phase, because our body is typically hotter in temperature, like internal temperature. So we can kind of counter counterbalance that with um, cooling foods. So things like smoothies and, um, you know, stir fries when you're in the follicular phase, salads, um, you know, quinoa, those lighter types of foods, because we actually aren't as hungry usually when we're in the spring and summer phase. Our metabolism has slowed down a little bit yet we're naturally energetic. So we're not relying on those heavy carbohydrates for an an energy source. So we can lighten up on our carbohydrates. I'm never saying don't eat carbohydrates. I'm a huge fan of carbs every day, every meal, but that's when we can have, you know, more of those like fruits and lentils and quinoa and beans, instead of choosing the heavier carbohydrates, our body's just going to feel better having those lighter foods. And this is usually when women feel like I'm a rock star. Like I've got this eating healthy feels easy. My cravings aren't there. I feel very full and satisfied with my chicken quinoa salad. And then as we head into the luteal phase, this is where our nutrition really does need to change. And I always tell women to focus on roasted root vegetables when you're in the luteal phase. If you can take away anything from this podcast episode, just start eating more roasted root vegetables when you're in that like week to two weeks before your period. Because for one, roasted root vegetables, like when they're roasted, they get this sweet um, flavor to them. So that will help curb that sweet tooth that we typically get the week or so before our period. 
Plus those types of vegetables help our body to detox any excess estrogen that might be lingering because when you have excess estrogen in your body in the luteal phase that can present as PMS. So being able to get rid of that excess estrogen, which is seriously just as simple as changing up your nutrition and just adding in certain foods in the four phases that is enough to get rid of your PMS. It's, it's mind blowing. And on top, I see you're, you're like, my blown. It's hanging open. Like I'm going to get off of this and call one of my daughters that has really bad PMS. Like, and she's really into vegetables and eating healthy, but like eat root vegetables. Yes. Yeah. And the other great thing about introducing roasted root vegetables into your diet in the luteal phase is they're, they're more calorie dense. And when we're in that luteal phase, our body needs about 300 more calories, which if you're trying to eat the same way all month long, my guess is it's not working for you. You might be telling yourself that it's working for you, but if you get to the luteal phase and you're eating the same foods you were eating a week or two ago, and then asking yourself like, why, why am I starving? Like last week I felt so good. And this week I am so starving, but damn it, I'm going to stick to this. And then what do you do? You end up binging in the pantry after your family is gone to bed. Right. And the the feelings of, of, I suck self-sabotage that all creeps in, which leads down like a terrible spiral. And then all of a sudden you start your period and you're like, oh my gosh, like, of course, this is why I'm, I hate being a woman. (laughs) Like I'm so bloated. Yeah. 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 It just all leads to like just craziness. So honor the fact that you need more calories in the luteal phase and it is okay. If you're feeling hungry, eat, like eat my goodness. Do not try to think that you're a failure just because what worked last week isn't working this week. And then when we're in our menstrual phase, think about what's happening. Our body is shedding a lining. Like it is going through this intense process. Our hormone levels are low. Our energy levels are low. So if we're trying to just like have smoothies and little grilled chicken salads, like that is not nourishment for our body. We need warming foods because our body is in that like cooling phase. So counteract that with warming foods, soups, stir fries, chili, like all those really hearty warming foods that we typically have when we're in winter, which makes sense. Cause this is our inner winter when we're in our menstrual phase. So really just like load up on all those yummy, comforting foods and just hunker down, hunker down for, for winter. And you're going to feel nourished and relaxed and taken care of. Gosh, I love that. And I'm imagining that the exercise is different. Like I'm thinking you binge eat when you're in your fall and you're like starving and you're trying to eat good and not eat so many calories and then you binge and then, oh, I'm going to hit the gym or that exercise class and I'm going to work out the next day and try and kill yourself and punish yourself and make up for it. But I'm imagining that's not what we're supposed to do. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly what you said. That's not what we're supposed to do. I mean, we're a different version of ourselves in every single phase. So of course our movement should be changing too. You cannot expect to do the same type of workout 
all month long when our hormones do not support it. Our energy levels do not support it. And I think this is so cool. And when I discovered this aspect of cycle syncing, it was the first thing that I implemented because that's where I found I was doing the most self-sabotage was with my workouts because I thought that I should be able to do that type of workout every week. And when I couldn't, I would tell myself I was a failure. Like if I quit halfway through, or if I just didn't even want to do it, I used to like leave the workout and go like pour my kids a bowl of cereal or fix their hair and then come back and be like, Oh my gosh, there's still 15 minutes left. Like, Oh my God, when is this going to end? And the, when you're in your follicular phase, which is your spring phase, this is when your body is just primed for doing like fun, exciting types of workouts. So anything that's going to get your heart rate up, maybe things that are just outside of the norm for you. So go for a hike, go for a run, go swimming, try a Zumba class, do bar, um, anything that's just kind of like fun and exciting social. This is a great time to do like a fitness class or workout with a friend, um, get out there with your kids. And then in your ovulatory phase, this is when you want to just go hard at the cardio if you want, of course. But, you know, I know women love to just do the hit workouts. They feel like they're going to get the best results. That's fine, but just do it in your ovulatory phase. You do not want to be doing hit all month long. It's going to mess with your hormones. It's going to lead to muscle wasting, fat storage, self-sabotage. Like I could just go on and on. When you're in the ovulatory phase though, doing HIT is going to be so awesome. You're going to feel like a complete rock star. It's going to feel really good. Our body is designed to burn calories when we're in the follicular and ovulatory phase. So take advantage of it. And then we get into our luteal phase and things start to shift, right? We're heading into fall. Energy levels are starting to decline. Hormones are declining. And this is when we can pick up those heavy weights and we can do resistance training and it's going to feel good. We're slowing down. We're not doing anything high impact, but we can develop some nice, like long lean muscles in, in the luteal phase. However, about halfway through the luteal phase, because it's so long, that's when you want to transition to dropping the weights and doing things like Pilates yoga bar, anything that's low impact and more of like stretching flexibility, um, those types of workouts. And then when you're in your menstrual phase, honestly, don't work out if you don't want to, like, I usually never work out day one, even day two of my bleed, but then I feel like I want to start doing something because it feels good. So that's when I'll do gentle yoga, like yin yoga is perfect for the menstrual phase, any type of, um, like not power yoga or anything, but just any type of gentle yoga or flexibility training, foam rolling, or just go for a walk or yeah. use that time to do a meditation or to journal and reflect. Um, but really you don't want to be doing anything in, in the menstrual phase other than walking and some gentle yoga listening to our bodies yeah. and giving it what it needs. And it makes sense. Why would we try to do an intense workout when our hormones and our energy levels are at their lowest and we're bleeding? Like, yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it makes so much sense too, yeah. not to be jumping around in like an orange theory class or aerobics or, you know. Yeah. Like that's a sure like, way to create a mega hormone imbalance right there. Makes so much sense. I think about how I felt, you know, when I've done that and you just walk out and I go home and go to bed, yeah. you know, and take a huge nap for like two hours. And not only is it affecting you in that moment, but it's actually affecting your next cycle. So, you know, you might not realize it, but then the next month, if all of a sudden your PMS is really bad or you're in your, your ovulatory phase where you should be feeling really good, but instead you're feeling like miserable. It's like, well, what were you doing last cycle? What, what foods were you eating last cycle? How are you treating your body? What did you push too much? And sometimes you can't help it. Like sometimes things happen in your life. Like for instance, being a shift worker, I have to work night shifts when I'm on my period. <laughs> like it's, it's not ideal, but I don't think my manager cares that I'm on my period. They're making me come in. They don't really, there's no like free pass for being in your menstrual phase. So there's times where you're going to do things that are out of alignment. That's normal. But there is also a lot of things that you can change and reschedule. And when you're strategic about how you're planning out your month, then you're not getting yourself caught in those situations of like, oh my gosh, I'm hosting a dinner party for 12 people and I'm in the end of my luteal phase. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. So you can actually, cause yeah, that's so true. We have very busy lives and you have to sometimes push through it, but knowing the next day, okay, I need to give myself permission to rest. Exactly. And letting yourself do that. Well, I just have to ask you before, you know, I, I want, I want the moms to be able to reach out to you and know where to find you, but I have to ask because this is where I am right now. What about when you're going into menopause? Mm-hmm. Does this change? Does your, does it, I mean, of course it changes, but would you say I'm still in spring, summer, fall, winter, and I just don't know it anymore? Like what happens? Yeah. So there's kind of a difference between like perimenopause and menopause. So if you're in full blown menopause, like you have not had a bleed in a year, like you are just like full on in menopause, that's different than the person who is like, now becoming irregular, you might be in like your forties, like late forties and and things just are not as regular, but you're still experiencing a bleed here and there. You're not in full blown menopause. So you're still going through those four phases. It's just, they aren't, they aren't as regular as they were before. So you can still align yourself to these four phases. It's just, you have to be you have to be just, I guess, a little bit more kinder to yourself because, and you have to pay attention a little bit more and really get more in tune instead of just being like, Oh, it's day, you know, 12, this is the phase that I should be in. Because if your cycle's 40 days long, well, you might not be where you think you are. So by paying attention and evaluating yourself and how you feel, you'll be able to kind of get a bit of a ballpark but just know that your follicular phase might be a lot longer than it used to be. And your luteal phase might be longer or shorter, depending on the length of your cycle. So you absolutely still can live in alignment with these four phases. You just are going to have to give yourself some wiggle room there. 
However, by, by cycle syncing, wherever you're at right now, whether you're well before premenopausal or you're in premenopause, cycle syncing now is going to benefit you so much when you do go through menopause. It is just, I mean, I don't know this from, from experience because I'm not there yet, but from the research that I've done, it is like the best thing that you can do in order to have sort of more of like this graceful exit into menopause. And that has been a big thing for me is like, I don't want to be again, we suffering because everyone says it's, it's hell. It's so bad. Just you wait till menopause. And I'm determined to go through that as gracefully as possible. When you are in full blown menopause, you aren't going through the four phases anymore. You're just, you're just like status quo. There's just, there's no ups and downs anymore. But I believe as women, it is so beneficial to have those periods of highs and lows and rest and productivity that you can still live in alignment with your cycle. It's just, you're going to use the phases of the moon instead. And you're nodding your head. So I assume you kind of know what I'm talking about, but I'm always so nervous to bring that up because people are like, wait, what the moon? But we're very much in tune with the lunar phases and you can align yourself to the four phases of the moon. And they are very much like the four phases that we go through as, as cyclical women. So I know it's kind of like woo woo, but to me, it does make sense that gravity of the earth and, you know, and all of that, it, it just, I think it does have a much more powerful impact on us than we think it does. And Mm -hmm. so, okay, well, I just love the paying attention to the body and what it needs and being more connected to myself. And I know that other women that are listening to this are going to be so encouraged. I mean, what you're doing we got to get the word out. We don't hear about this enough and being so much kinder to ourselves and giving our body what it really needs and not driving and pushing ourselves so hard. Yeah. I just almost think we owe it to, well, we owe it to ourselves, but we also owe it to our children. And it's like, if, if we can embody this, if we can practice this, they will practice it. And, you know, even if you've got you know, girls that are in their twenties, you know, your children are older, they can learn this now right alongside you. And I think it's so important that I just think if we had learned this when we were younger, just think of how much easier life would have been and just how much kinder we would have been to ourselves, which changes everything. And that is really a big piece of why I wanted to learn this and also teach it is because it's so important for me that my children, and I have two girls, two boys, and I I want my boys to understand this as well. Um, I think it's so important for them to be aware of it too, but it's like, we owe it to them so that they can, they can understand it and they can embody it as well. Yeah. And, and connect with themselves and what they need and not have it just be, we're enduring. You know, we have to suffer and we have to endure that there it's purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. So just love that. We'll tell you have a course and you have, I want you to tell them, I love your Instagram and just watching your videos. It's so helpful. 
And so where can they find you? Yeah. So honestly on Instagram, that's the, that's the best place to find me. And I just, I share very authentically and and vulnerable on there. Um, usually about where I'm at in my cycle so that I can just give tips and tricks and, you know, you can just kind of, I think you can learn a lot from people's Instagram. That's for sure. But if you click the link in my bio, I actually have a freebie in there and it will show you how to get started with cycle syncing. So just a few very simple things that you can implement today. Um, you know, cycle syncing doesn't have to be this big thing that you're like, okay, I'll finally look into it. It's, it's a way that will take so much off your plate so that you have more capacity in your life. And it can be so simple and it can actually be so fun um, just to, to learn about it and start to implement. It's, it's been like the best thing I've ever done for myself. So the link in my bio is definitely a place to head. And I run monthly groups and I have, I have a program that you can go through like a DIY program. So everything you need, I've, I've got it in my bio. Oh, thank you, Megan. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And okay. yeah, and I'll put all the links in the notes and so the moms can easily find you. Yeah, well, thank you, Cheryl, for having me. It was, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for being here. Well, that's it for today. And thank you, friend, for joining me. And if you are enjoying this podcast, if you would take a moment and leave a review or share it with a friend. I shared this one with both of my daughters. I would so appreciate it. We want to spread the love. And thanks for being with me. I hope you have a great week, and I will see you back here next time.